Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, Jeff Thomas, Lucy B. Freeman and Matt Rodriguez-Payne. Now, before we make a start on your emails, let's have a recap on what happened this week in Ambridge. This fortnight in Ambridge actually was sponsored by the National Explosives Industry. Fireworks again! Diwali this time. We learned a great deal from Shiv about Diwali, and I could hear Alan yearning to abandon the Church of England and go for something much more fun with better food. Imagine, after year-round buffets of Clary's turkey rissoles and Kate's butter bean dip, the prospect of community events with samosas and garlic naan! Poor Alan. They used fireworks with gay abandon and didn't have to worry about frightened horses and had activities every day. Usha (laughs) pointed out, though, that that was a result of a whole community coming together rather than Peggy's cabal of browbeaten elderly women who seemed to think they're still in service to her. Alan went a step too far by contemplating inviting Shiv and Mina to Ambridge to have Diwali (laughs) celebration there. Alan, don't do that to them. They'll bring out one firecracker and Alice will have a shit fit. If they chalk things on the paving outside Usha's, the parish council will call an emergency meeting and Emma will make quiche Indian by putting garlic in it. (laughs) Kate initially decided to attend Rory's 21st as Miss Congeniality, but then when she realised there was an opportunity to get Jacob into an easy access leather skirt, hurriedly (laughs) changed her mind and went gladiator in the hopes he'd go commando. Oddly, despite being the only one in fancy dress, Jacob still enjoyed Rory's birthday party far more than Rory did as he apparently didn't even go to it (laughs) maybe that's another young person thing that i don't understand it's cooler not to go or something we got to meet the defiantly uncool harry chilcott who sounded as though he ought to be one of henry's school friends but who turned out to be the uncle of the horse that got frightened by the firework lillian stood her ground and then alice turned up flipping her hair about and he fell for her like a sack of fireworks half of twitter did too once we saw a picture of him but it still doesn't alter the fact that he sounds like a peevish scout but maybe we'll warm up to him lillian sounds like she's using alice to shag him vicariously to be honest but then if the alternative is justin in his car coat i can see why I misheard Lillian talking about a horse spa and thought she said horse bar and had visions of them perched on stools while a donkey mixed them Negronis. Sadly, it was just more guff about them buying the Grundy land to make a nail bar for horses. Over at the shop, Helen was panicking about what Jack should take with him when he went to meet Rob. Well, it is tricky. What do you give the man who has everything, including a personality disorder? No one took any notice of my suggestion, which was a life insurance policy. Fine here, Daddy. But then no one ever listens to me. There then followed a painful scene in which Joy... Oh, sorry, he's done it again. Uh, In which Joy and Jack stood in the hammering rain rather than in the car that they'd come in. 
while Helen trotted in and out of Rob's flat, presumably letting herself in and out as there was no one else there, even though Rob couldn't move. Joy must have wondered why the hell she'd bothered, and Jack then gave Helen the opportunity to beat herself up for the rest of her life when he said he wasn't going in to see Rob, who probably threatened to die out of spite. Not before asking her to kill him, though, which is a very Rob move, but he confused her by offering her a pillow, when, as he must know by now, she's more comfortable with a tin of ambrosia. She did a tremendous dramatic exit with so much rustling I thought she was wearing a crinoline, <laughs> which actually would have suited the old Victorian melodrama theme very well. As it was, it all ended not with a bang, but a fish finger sandwich, which seemed suitably ridiculous. Let us all pat ourselves on the back for getting through it. It was difficult. It went from high drama to low farce. Our sympathies swung all over the place, but we got there in the end. Well done, team. Bye-bye, Titchy Knob. Don't let the eternal door hit you up the arse on the way out. And I hope we never have to hear from you or your stinky family ever again. The end. Yeah, boo sucks. Blah. <laughs> but I, weren't you a little bit disappointed when it was... Because didn't, didn't it feel like Pat, when she went, where is he? Which flat is it? Yes. And I was like, oh my God, she's going to go and finish yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Joy was like, let's have fish finger sandwiches. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, that's a bit of a shame. <laughs> is it or not? Or is no, it not? Is it, it good? Because okay. then, it, A, what has it got to do with Pat? What flat he's in? Why does she need to know this? Why? No, no, because she, she needed just... to know because she was going to go up there, wasn't she? And and kill him. Yes, I know. But why? Why? Why was she trying to? Why was she trying to get involved again? Why was she in the middle of? Why did she want to be in the middle of everything? Helen had She's done so. Had done the, yes. the proper sensible thing and left because otherwise, yes, NPD he people love drama. They absolutely love it. Right. Uh, yes, and, it, it yeah. couldn't have happened like that because it would have been Rob winning. Yeah, but... and he would have said, oh, so much drama, Helen, it's always drama with you, blah, 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 blah. And and, and it somehow it would have bitten her on the ass. And also, I mean, it was if Rob was trying to get Helen to kill him, he was massively going about it the wrong way because obviously by... by obviously she... Obviously, she she's not going to give him what she wants. Mm. So he should have actually done the reverse mm. and been like, whatever you do, don't smother me with a pillow, mm. okay? I'm ordering you not to smother me with a pillow. And then she might have gone, okay. <laughs> I've had a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Guess oh, what joy. I'm going to do. Guess, 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 guess. <laughs> there, was a brilliant, but, there was a brilliant tweet um, by Sally who's... Um, uh, Mylon Fred, Milo and Fred. I don't know how you pronounce her Twitter name, um, but the tweet was Helen has a big decision, and then a picture of two pillows, and it said <laughs> <laughs> feather or memory foam or something like that. It just really made me laugh. <laughs> that's so funny. I guess <laughs> Sally Ronaldson. Little... <laughs> that's her name. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant, Sally. I guess like, we all just it is. It, I do feel a bit giddy because nothing bad. Well, yes. obviously, bad things happened, mm. but but not, but but actually, the draw. It's like, oh, okay, thank God. Yeah, yeah. She Helen has come out victorious yeah. and stronger. Yeah, and closed the door on yeah. Rob. And it's interesting that the first thing she said was, "Can I eat?" Oh, I didn't even clock that. Yes, that's really well done. You, you were really listening. <laughs> As I, I wasn't said, making I was mince. <laughs> Not only was I making mince, but the washing machine was going on at the same time ah, as the frying mince. Right. And there was a Rex screaming and shouting of oh. like how to draw this and that. Oh, so okay. 
it was so hard to concentrate on a moving scene <laughs> so that then I had to listen to it again but I had to put it on 1.5 right. because otherwise I would have been late for the podcast and my, now my because I was making a hot chili my fingers are burning because oh. I was cutting chilies and they're so stingy it feels like I've stabbed him yes just and my remember, fingers if, are burning if you wear contact lenses just remember to wash them thoroughly before you take your contact lenses well, out well I know because unfortunately I was giving Rex some water but I think my lips touched his so I mean in amongst trying to listen to yeah. this moving scene there was this massive scream because I'd r- rubbed chilli all over his lips <laughs> and then I had to get yoghurt anyway it was all a mess but it was a, re- a relief wasn't it basically it was, it was. yeah and it, and it was such a good week yeah don't you think yes yeah well I yeah. thought I oh, know I thought don't you know I thought it was so well maybe because I had time to actually listen without anyone interrupting me on the first few nights I loved the fact they were celebrating Diwali because I really I really want to be I I love Diwali I think it's the best festival of the year yeah because if you're if you're not particularly religious just to have a festival of light is such a positive thing that's what all the solstices are festivals of light really yeah there's no fireworks Lucy no that's true you just have All to nice go and look food. at some stones. Yes. You have to get up really, really sunset. early and stand in yes, the cold so by a stone. Yes. So yeah, if you compare that with fireworks and... Yeah. And, yeah. and delicious food. Lamb, rogue and Josh, I can kind of... Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and pretty decorations yeah. everywhere. Yes. I mean, it's no, a it no is very, very pretty. Yes. Yeah. Much better. I liked that Shiv's in it. I hope he's back, comes back, because he sounds jolly. Yes. And I had a feeling, because Usha was talking about Shiv a lot last week, I had mm. a feeling we'd go over to his mansion. And so that I enjoyed that. And I loved the Kate and Jacob scene <laughs> where she went. And, uh, and annoyingly, I wrote it down and then I lost my notes, but I listened again. She went, um, oh, God, I didn't write it down properly. She went, oh, no, she went, oh, um, I haven't got the energy to be Britney and I wouldn't pull off Beyonce. Nola Tando would never let it go. <laughs> and I wept. I actually wept with laughter. I thought that was such a funny line. I love the whole Kate doing the 90s. It was yeah. brilliant. Do you not think that is the funniest line that's ever been written in the arches? <laughs> Nola Tando would never let it go. <laughs> Just crack me up. Uh, so I thought her, the her and Jacob stuff was very funny, but the party was a disappointment. That was awkward. Well, it was a disappointment because the person <laughs> whose birthday was wasn't there. Also, it had really weird. I think because it was they were talking in the toilets, weren't they? Yeah. Because I was like, this party. It sounded like <laughs> a sort of. A, you know, a, a, a business conference yes. where nobody's turned up. The bit before when yeah, people just yeah, having yeah, a cup of tea. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought, okay, fine, it's because they're in the toilets. But even if you're in the toilets, there was no, um, there was no gas, was there? But what, no, but what? Because what? it was Ben, wasn't it, that came over and said, basically, yeah. why are you in a skirt? Why are you in a leather <laughs> skirt, Jacob? But why couldn't it have great. been Rory? Rory, yeah. But also, why did... I mean, if you're going to go to the lengths of all that brilliant, I like, you know, the brilliant dressing. It was funny and the Jacob is wearing, then at least give us the party as well. Because I was genuinely looking forward to that. And like, wouldn't it have been great to have some Britney tunes and Ruth, you know. Yeah. Oops, I did it again. Oh, David. Wouldn't it have been fun to have like a 90s Wednesday night? Yeah. So that was a bit of a shame. Yes. But. 
too much to cram in, I suppose, Lucy. Um. Oh, I yeah. Go on. What did you think of Harry Chilcott? Well, I looked him up during your monologue mm. because I was like, "Why is it?" And he's the the cool midwife vicar. Yes, the one that married um, the blonde girl. Right. And he, I remember him from that. I didn't recognise his voice actually, but now I, now I can put two and two together. Was he hot in that? Well, he he. They sort of dressed him up like a bit of a drippy vicar. Okay. But he's a good. Yeah, he's a good looking man. Mm. I mean. I wonder if he's... Oh, Helen George. That's it. Oh, I wonder if they're actually together. Do you know Helen George? No. You know the one that speaks... And she's in court. She's brilliant. You know, very good actress. But she has a bit of an annoying voice, I think. Which sounds like Kate. Um, she's the blonde girl in Call the Midwife. It's been in it for ages. Oh. No? No. Oh, they were together in real life, Lucy. Oh, my gosh. So oh, I've just looked up. I've just googled them, and it says "Call the Midwife." This is, this is, this is from. Oh yeah, this is this year. Call the Midwives. Helen George and Jack Ashton announced split after seven years. <gasps> and he looks very, very hot in the picture. Well, sort of like, <laughs> sort of like boyish, okay. boyish hot. He, I thought Harry Chilcott sounded quite. I thought he sounded older than Jack looks actually. Crikey! Well, I thought he sounded about fourteen. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't know, because he had a bit of a sort of... Oh, uh, yeah, I don't also, know. Also, if I was him, having been so oh, rudely treated by Why Alice, would you bother? Yeah, yeah, if when she rang up, I'd have gone, yep, yeah, whatever, okay. No, it's fine, I'll just, I'll I'll, I'll do the tour myself. It's no problem. What? Yeah, exactly, why pursue this yeah. woman? She's oh, clearly, no. like, quite well, moody. Never I'm not run. into... I would it never was... understand men. <laughs> no, Madness. no. Mm. But but also, like, is she that hot that yeah. he's sort of, like, desperate to bag a date with yeah. her on day one? And also, he didn't know that she was married. Exactly. Mm. I don't think that's a... Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Why did they have to sort of... I, I suppose, again, it's like hurrying along the Alice getting back to dating and overcoming her next you know the next step and all that well franklin um and maybe i guess if he looks like jack ashton and he'd walked into the stables and lillian's mouth was like oh my god yeah then of course she's as you said of course for her sake yeah she's gonna try and get her niece and people had together a lot of opinions about um (laughs) harry chilcott there were opinions all over the shop (laughs) Uh, Franklin Habit said I haven't yet finished listening to the episode but I'm calling it Harry Chilcott and Alice are gonna do it he says <gasps> capital letters in the stable disturbing the horses probably oh my god mm. so hypocritical Philip Bailey said uh, hurry up Harry and bugger off <laughs> when loads of old Ambridge favourites have been mothballed we need another new posho character short yeah. answer is no especially if it's Harry sodding Chilcott. Cue lots of whiny Alice giving it the full Auntie Lillian this and Auntie Lillian that. Yes, we know she's your bloody aunt. Rant over. Glad the horses will finally get the foot spar and nail bar they deserve. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but, but she does, she had to be fair to Alice. That is, she never says Lillian. She always says Auntie Lillian. Yes. And I think you call people Auntie something, don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah, I can't. And if you, I've yeah, tried and habit, I can't, isn't it? I can't no, stop doing exactly. it. Exactly. That becomes the name. Hmm. Yeah. Um, e- yes. What other opinions of on HC did they have? Uh, Same initials. Harry. So this is Terry White. Um, 
So the fireworks, he says, and Sadie's suffering weren't merely a public information announcement. They were a way of introducing Harry. Yes, that's a good point. Fortunately, the obligatory period of dislike, see also Fallon when she first met Harrison, Mm -hmm. was restricted to barely a couple of scenes. But what is Harry's purpose? Is he Alice's future or is he maybe what Alice needs to suggest that there'll never be another Chris and begin the long road to reconciliation? We all remember Brian's crack about Chris maybe being Alice's starter marriage. And I'm sure that Jenny would have been delighted with an eventer. So much more suitable. <laughs> she would have loved it. <laughs> she would have loved yeah. it. How are you saying? Oh, Kate, Kate's going to be all over him as well. What from the Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. marvellous. It is a very posh name, it isn't is. it? I know a few Chilcots. <laughs> and they were definitely privately educated. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Chilcott here. I just thought he sounded... I know he did have a young voice, but it was so, like, I guess, sort of old... Well, old, what's the word? You know, old school posh, wasn't it? Old money. Old money, that's it. Yeah. I thought it made him sound older than Alice, but clearly not. Which would explain why Lillian was so keen. Honestly, he sounded to me about... About three years older than Jack. I mean, Henry. <laughs> that would be weird. I need, I need to listen again. Um, Andrew Stewart is less than impressed and said he was the one that, uh, yeah, he said, I wrote to you recently to praise the quality of writing on the Archers, but what we learned this week is that these things even out over time. <gasps> the scenes no. with Alice, Harry and Lillian sounded like a nine-year-old trying to do Jane Austen. Please have someone let off a leftover firework, have Sadie trample Harry to death and let us never speak of this again. So harsh. I thought the writing this week was excellent, top-notch actually. Excellent, Hard though. It's, I suppose it's difficult as well, isn't it? Because, I don't know... Writing bants between two poshos in a stable, it's like, it, it's hard, isn't it? He, I think the trouble was they'd written his character as, I'm a very reserved posh eventer and I'm not satisfied with the service. Mm. And then in, in about a second, he went yes. from being cross to be and awkward to being... Hell, Leslie Phillips, basically. Yeah. So Hell yeah. it was yeah. <laughs> quite difficult to believe, I wasn't say. it? <laughs> and you're a little, what do you do? You're a little, you just scrub out the stables, <laughs> do you, little girl? It was a bit, it, I thought, that's the thing. It, he didn't come across as like, he came across as a bit leery, I thought. Yeah. To, to, yeah. To, a bit a bit pushy. Yes. And, and I yeah. think I would have been a bit like Alice. My guard would have yeah. come up and I would yeah, have thought, absolutely. hang yeah. on a second. Yeah. Do you want to, you know, yeah. maybe, I don't know, yeah. email me before you... Yeah. I don't, it was a bit... I Let's go out for lunch. I'm not yeah. spending an hour with you. I don't was know it, you. Are you out you've of just your had mind? A, you've just threatened to sue yeah. us. So <laughs> it's all gone weird. What's the agenda here? I don't understand. Claire Lawton says much the same. She says, do not get me started on Harry Chilcott. I know that the oh, storyline has been plonked in there to shoehorn in a potential love interest for Alice. But my God, Harry, if you're so <laughs> worried about your horse, then why is it taking you until this point to show up when the situation has been dealt with and the mayor's already nicely on the mend? An ex three-day eventer at the top of his game, in inverted commas, would be an extremely 
extremely experienced, likely professional horseman or woman, and would know that a horse can just as easily end up on the veterinary operating table due to stress-induced colic or similar if kept in the stable when there's fireworks going off, as they can through injuries sustained in the field. The decision about what to do with horses when there's a fireworks display happening on top of them is basically impossible to make. You're damned if you do and if you don't. Alice handled things well by trying to manage the horses as individuals and stick to their usual routines. I know that's not the point of the storyline, but anyway, it irritated me enough to email about it. So there you go. Thank you, The Claire. trouble is, Harry Chilcott has split with his television partner and <laughs> knows that there's a lot of girls down that, that, yep. that their stables. Girls. And so he yes. thought he'd go and sort of, you know, yes. show his inventing muscles <laughs> down there. In the hope of, I do like the idea of a all these all these nubile young things marching around in tight jodhpurs and hacking jackets, <laughs> yes. and then, and except Lillian, who is still determinedly wearing her high heels and clopping around, you know, sounding cloppier than the horse. But I hope she is wearing jodhpurs yes. all the time. Yes, all the time. Yes. Jodhpurs are so ridiculous, aren't they? <laughs> Did you have you ever worn a pair of jodhpurs? Yes. Back in the day, I bet you did when you when you were in the country in that. I did. And I think, when did I? Did you have beige ones or navy ones? Beige. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, obviously. Obvs. Uh, Terribly comfortable, actually, Lucy. Maybe we should wear them more yeah. often. <laughs> now I think about it. Should we always record in jodhpurs? We'll make it a thing. <laughs> Only if we can bring a whip and crack it. Steady, you'll set them all <laughs> off again. Um, bum, 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 bum. Ah. Oh, hang on. That is, is, that, is that a different Sorry. Gmail? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just getting all confused. Uh, Richard Lee uh, said that uh, now that Jazza has um, uh, rejected uh, his foray into a management role, he would like to propose a different route. It looks like Rishi Sunak and Jeremy Hunt are going to be out of jobs soon, as Jazza is available <laughs> for promotion and doesn't see that any relevant experience is a requisite. Then why not PM or Chancellor of the Exchequer? He probably oh, would do be a better great. job with Tracy as PM's wife. I mean, Tracy would be yeah. awesome, wouldn't she? Yes. To be honest, if you had Susan, Emma and Tracy and Fal- throw Fallon in yeah. for a cabinet... That's a pretty good one. Like, uh, Fallon would be the one that opens her mouth at the wrong moment and says something catastrophic <laughs> that it then has, takes another like six months of, she's in every cartoon, she's on, it's all, every comedian on the news quiz is all they talk about. And... <laughs> you think she'd be a bit Stella Creasy or, yeah. no. Yeah, what's the other one? The um, the really outspoken one. Jess With Phillips. The fl- flaming hair. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. Yeah, she might be like her. <laughs> uh, this is from Michael Gorman. Uh, who is telling us about the Peter Principle, which I have heard of because I am old and you will not oh, have yeah. heard of because you are no. not old. No. Um, he says, as your official oldest listener, I still don't think he is, but anyway, um, I must disagree with your harsh assessment of Jazza. You may be too young to have heard of the Peter Principle. Now, I can't remember who created this, but it was a, it was a very, and it's actually very true. Okay. In essence, says that everyone eventually is promoted to a job for which she or he neither has the aptitude or the training. A good or even inspirational teacher, in order to earn more money, takes a job as a school administrator and is mediocre. An excellent plumber seeks more money by becoming the poor manager of the parts department of the company and is terrible. 
Good on everyone's favourite jock for resisting the call to stop being a top oh, pig man right. to earn more by spending his time fiddling around with bloody spreadsheets and all the rest of the minor administrator's toys while slowly dying of boredom. So, yes, I agree, actually. The, so the, actually, the trick is to avoid the Peter Principle is to know what you're good at and... N- and because, do it brilliantly. Yeah, and, and, and resist any attempts to sort of shove you up the, up the scale. Right. Yes. Yeah. That actually is that. Well, actually, well, I did worry about um, uh, complaining on uh, Tracy's behalf for Jazza because I did, I did think actually that's a very um, sort of easy conclusion to jump to, isn't it? That like he's not doing it because he's not ambitious enough, and you know. But actually, of course, why should you be? What there's no rule that says you have to to climb a ladder. If you're really good at doing yeah. what you do and you're happy doing and you're it, ha- then... exactly that's the main thing. And, if you're happy. and you can and you can afford to live like that, then it's like yeah. people go. I did, loads of my clients do it where they go. Well, this person, you know, they were brilliant at uh, they were they were a brilliant IT engineer, and then we made them head of department, and they're rubbish. And you think, well, that's because that's two completely different jobs. <laughs> department head isn't an IT engineer. It's a department head. They're not the same. They're a completely different set of skills. Why did you expect that? Because they were good at one thing, they would be automatically good at heading up a lot of other people doing that thing that they're good at. It's just weird. What it would, what it would be, Lucy, is like Ambridge on the couch was going on the telly. <laughs> And we just sit there looking petrified, going, oh, I thought the arch was really good this week. Did you? Did you like did you, it? Did, did you? you know Helen, George and Jack Ashton have split up? Oh. Um, I just, I feel really bad for them, actually. She, Helen George is so pretty. I, you, I need you to Google her so you know who it is. God. She is, oh, sorry, I've just, I've just, that's because I've clicked on hello. Um, magazine. <laughs> Helen George, actress. She's a stunningly beautiful, and she was in called God. Midwife Forever. Oh, yes, she is, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yes, she's very pretty. And now, have you looked up Jack Ashton? And uh, look at them together. They were, like, born to be together. But sadly, Lucy, and they got two bimbies. But they're not, but, you know, that's life, isn't Who's it? Who's Ollie Ricks, then? I don't know. Oh, my God, has she got a new boyfriend? No, he, he has reunited with his ex. Oh, my God, I've gone down a Daily Mail <laughs> wall of shame now. <laughs> no, oh, gone... is that him with the beard? Well, he. I think he's got a yes. beard in one of his Google images. Yes. He's got piercing blue eyes. Yes, I thought you were going to say piercings then. Okay, <laughs> yes. No, you yeah, see? no they, look, they look very nice together, don't they? Oh, That's they look beautiful together. I know. That is very sad. That's telly for you, isn't it? That's what would happen to us, Lucy. If Ambridge on the couch went on the telly, well, we'd split up. It would be like the morning show, wouldn't it? Yes. We'd fall out with each other and we'd split up from our husbands and you'd split up from Jeff and it would just be awful and Cooper would leave. Yeah. It'd be terrible. Cooper would take over. Him and the tortoise would stage a coup and they'd end up taking over. We'd be like Holly and Phil. Mm. And the tension between us would just increase because we'd have to look at each other every week <laughs> and go no you do you say something no you <laughs> i'm not doing it anyway um pro- probably that might not happen because <laughs> 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 of the peter factor the peter yeah. parker factor the peter principle the peter pipe to pricker peter, yeah. peter, peter, peter. peter pipe to prick did you just say <laughs> um 
Uh, Michael Gorman has also explained Black Friday to us. Oh, thank you, thank you. Because do you remember we were saying about we would we said it was completely pointless and no i think i do know it's something to do with thanksgiving isn't it yes yes i did i do actually know what it is he said britain has a long history of adapting naff versions of american customs it's called the elvis slash cliff syndrome yeah (laughs) black friday (laughs) in britain is the first completely pointless adaptation u.s thanksgiving day occurs on the last or fourth thursday of november many people take the friday after off so it's a good day to hold sales and one in which shops and businesses hope their annual profits move into the black Britain does not Uh. observe Thanksgiving Day, so that Friday is no different from any other bloody working Friday in the UK. (laughs) And the sales might as well be held on Purple Tuesday in September or any other date given a meaningless name. Yes. Yes. Well, also, they might as well just call it Black November because it seems to be every day in November as far as yes oh m- most shops are concerned i'm just i'm just hitting the unsubscribe 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 oh button endlessly so annoyed what what do you mean what from well people because all these bloody companies trying to get me to buy things i oh, don't want i know it's very dangerous well because they'll say oh 50 off but actually it's not yes. really they're just pretending it is because <laughs> well because they put the price up two weeks yes. before don't they and yes. then they can yes. legitimately claim yes um, this is uh, Helena uh, Bennett. Yeah. Um, she said she does her win- uh, weekend cleaning when she listens to us, and and um, she <laughs> never remembers to write anything down it. because she's always got like the Hoover in her hand or something, so she can't ever like make me notes. When I'm like you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have you got Harriet's notes, Helena? Because can you give them back? Please um, email them. Uh, she said, I had to share my thoughts on Martin Gibson's potential plans for Oliver's land at Grange Farm. Surely the lowest blow he could strike would be to open a high-end organic hotel and events venue. (laughs) (laughs) That would be brilliant. He and BL don't have any hospitality interests, as far as I know, a real chink in their armour. And of course, one village can never have too many wedding venues. (laughs) Secondly, uh, separately, I'm very unhappy with Kate's treatment of dear Jacob. What's the matter with her? Maybe that's where to look for our affair storyline. She does have form. Or he could seek comfort with someone more appreciative, like Kirsty. Something no, but they made up. Yes. But maybe she emailed this when they hadn't. Okay. Uh, something else has not been mentioned is that Helen and Joy appeared to just leave Jack alone in his room, feeling awful after his bust up with Henry. No mention of cuddles mm. or conversations with either boy, which makes me worry a lot about the near and distant future. You're so right about Helen expecting perfection at all times from Henry and parentifying him in relation to Jack. Well, two things. Yes. I loved Kate and Jacob's relationship this this week. <laughs> Because it really was very true to them, wasn't it? Yeah. And then actually Jacob turning around and going, and just sort of like, you know, you're, you're not community-minded. No, you're not community-minded, et cetera, et cetera. I thought it was really clever, actually. And the fact that, um, you know, she was blaming him for being an antisocial, you know, un, un-community-spirited person when actually she's inherited Peggy's yeah sort of um you know slightingness and all that so i thought that was actually really interesting and they go together really well i think those two because only she's the only person that can put up with him and he's the only person that can put up with her Mm -hmm. because they both have quite distinctive styles of being don't they yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) but he doesn't take her too seriously and he does he can actually just say no that's enough Yes, and then he does think about it and he says, okay, I will go this far and no more. That's the thing. He doesn't put up with her shit. Mm. 
boundaries. And she, and she can sort of laugh at herself with him. Yes. Which is really nice. Yes. Really, yes, that's true. Because everyone else, it's, it's too sensitive for her because she always thinks everyone's not taking her seriously. She, ca- she can't ever allow herself to laugh when other people do when it's about her. Except that I don't think I listened very hard on the episode where it turns out that he's now going to be doing the the church yes. thing. Yeah. So, so that's because what, what, because he was thinking about what she'd said and he thought maybe I'm not a team player. So when uh, Usha said she wanted somebody, she was looking for somebody to help her organise the... Um, but we still don't know what they're doing. No. Sort of show. Because even though Alan got really excited about the the um, <laughs> shivs commute that the, yeah. the temple being yeah. used for all sorts of things, yeah. I was still thinking, but how will it make any money? Yes, exactly. if you well, have a knitting rented, circle, I think. Yeah, I never like for for tuppence, presumably. And also, why? Surely you would have thought of that before. It's <laughs> most churches it's, do that, um, don't they? Yes. Most churches are so yes. busy yeah. all the time yeah. because you've got an amazing venue to put stuff on. And anyway, whatever. Here in the village, here we have the horticultural hut. No, the, not the hut. The memorial hall, Ooh, uh, which what is happens? basically a, a sort of prefab. And um, uh, so I went last weekend. I went to the horticultural show in the afternoon, and three hours later, I was <laughs> I was watching a band there in exactly the same place. <laughs> Wow. Just, the the lights change slightly and you just pick your way through the day the remains of the dahlias from the horticultural show and then the next uh day there's a church group uses it and then it was the wi meeting in there and it's just used all the time wow. all the time so yeah that's the kind of thing that the church churches should be like well amongst the locals now uh, are you getting, going getting to yourself around? For about fifty years, but um, <laughs> I'm. But do you I'm, have to introduce yourself to people all the time? You don't need to because everyone knows exactly who oh, you are, God. what you do, and where you've moved into. I suppose it's like coming to Ambridge, isn't it? Yeah. And you're you're yeah. Stella. They they oh know God. everything. You're Stella. <laughs> you're like the new cool person who everyone's a little bit afraid of. Someone's going to be asking if they can move in before you know it. Someone's already asked me if I'll help them with a press campaign. Oh, um, for free? For free? Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, it, the, my favourite was I dropped something off at um, a secondhand shop earlier today in the next town along, which is like <laughs> half an hour away. And uh, she said, now, just remind me, where was it you said you'd moved? When No, what was it? <laughs> Where did you when you when we were talking last time? Where did you say you'd moved into? And I looked at her, and we both knew perfectly well I hadn't told her anything about where oh, I'd moved into. Clever woman! And I said, "Oh," and I gave the name of the village where I live. And she said, "Yeah, but which house did you say?" Oh. <laughs> and there was someone else standing there, and I couldn't say, "I didn't," and I'm not telling you. <laughs> so oh, I just had Lucy. to tell her. And would, so you leave your, would you leave your phone number in case we find some cash <laughs> in the pockets of the coat that you've just dropped off? Well, I mean, it's no different from any any shop that you buy something from now. And they basically want your full name and address and email number and bank details. And yes. it's like everybody's <laughs> mining everybody for data. So you All might as well give it out. In this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, anyway. Who, yeah. Um, uh, Basil but, agrees with you about oh, yeah. Jacob. He says, hurrah for Jacob. 
If he, Ambridge's most socially awkward resident, can make the effort to help with the church fundraising extravaganza, it puts his mean-spirited granny-in-law to shame. Apart from playing the organ, he has little connection with the church, yet he is prepared to do what is necessary. Peggy, on the other hand, has numerous connections with the place. Her mother, her two husbands, one of her daughters, one of her grandsons, a variety of in-laws and a whole host of friends and acquaintances are buried there. No doubt she expects to be laid to rest among them when her time comes. And that is without taking into account all the decades she's been worshipping there. Well, all the decades minus a few years due to her disapproval of a lady vicar. I think that we may safely conclude that Jacob is a good chap and that Peggy is a foolish and spiteful hag. If she persists with her vendetta, they should dump her remains in the nearest landfill site instead of consecrated ground and then award (laughs) Jacob the freedom of the village. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Basil. (laughs) I agree. I I love the fact that Jacob was so shocked when he found out that... um, Kate refused to do yoga mornings. But partly of... it was the hypocrisy that she'd had the cheek to say yeah. to him, you're not a team player. Yeah. Flip neck. No, but also like the fact that he just, you know, looks at uh, looks at her family sort of with d- distaste yeah. and, you know, just disbelief. Yeah. Yeah, good old Jacob. Yes. Um, right, now we are... Oh, can, hang on. Can I no. just say, Lucy, yes. there was, I wanted to... Um, when I said two things, I only actually answered one thing. Do you remember when I said two things? Oh, yes. Yeah, that email, a couple of... So my second thing mm-hmm. was... Um, this is actually what I wrote in my notes, but I haven't got my notes, so I have to do it from the top of my head. Um, what I really wanted to say, Lucy, was I think last week I was a bit down on Helen. You know, but I see... You know, I love Helen. Yes. And last week she, I thought she was a bit moany or annoying yeah. and being mean. This week, yeah. I thought... But that's what I mean about the writing this week. Yeah. I just thought the writing of Helen. Helen is the most, I think she deserves a place in best characters written in English literature in the whole world. Because <laughs> she, because she, we go from hating Helen and finding her annoying yeah. and naggy and moany. When she said to Joy, you're the only person that, that that doesn't that I feel doesn't judge me. I just wanted to cry because mm. suddenly you go, oh God, Helen, it, it's you're like you, you know, like you're so damaged and sad and scared, and it. I just thought it was. I felt so sorry for her this week, and then she goes through that, and then she goes through being brave and tough and strong, and she's such an incredibly written character i think because she's got so many sides and she takes us on a roller coaster and so she's perfectly human isn't she because i think partly what enrages people about her sometimes is the way she is with the boys people get very 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 yes upset about that when but then ultimately as because i yeah i was slagging her off for being mean and strict but ultimately you know, she loves them more than anything and she will put them mm. first. Yeah. And you can't be... And it's hard, I suppose, like for people like Helen, she's so desperate for them to grow up right and good yeah. and proper that she she can't she can't let off, can she? No. She can't sort of relax. Yeah. But she, she probably yeah, she can't will be relax able to her grip soon. for a second. That's the No, problem. no. Mm. But I think soon... When now that she's closed the, the 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 hopefully anyway the chapter with Rob, she can, you know, maybe chill a bit more. We have if she had... chills too much. We won't enjoy her character. <laughs> we have. That is what I wanted to say on Helen. Yes. Well, this is someone else that wants something to say about okay. Helen. Uh, and <laughs> she's this a rat, is bitch. A listener who wishes to remain anonymous, and you will see why when I read the email. Okay. Yeah. She said. 
The fact that Helen has never had any therapy is the height of irresponsibility and bad parenting. She is projecting so many of her own problems onto those two kids. If she was so adamant about being a perfect mother, you should have taken some bloody responsibility for her own mental health and the impact it would have had on the boys and the rest of her family. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I left my narcissistic husband, and this is the bit that made my, yeah. the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. I remember having the archers on in the kitchen and listening to Helen and Rob a few years ago and actually having to turn it off because I thought that my husband would draw parallels between what oh Rob God. was doing and what he was doing to me. God. After a year and a half, I left my ex-husband, taking my one and a half year old son with me. I packed the car with everything I could and I left. I went back to my parents and after bawling my eyes out at my mum because the dream was over, the first thing I did was decide that I had to get help for the sake of my son. He deserved a happy, healthy, balanced mum. When I left, I was a shell of my former self, a broken soul who was constantly apologising, felt guilty for taking up space in the world, which I honestly didn't feel I deserved. I hasten to add, I wasn't some silly girl who got knocked up at 16. I was a 34-year-old woman who had a dream white wedding, lived in a big house, had a stonking diamond on my finger. I had a degree, an amazing job and had travelled the world. And I was embarrassed and ashamed at the state I'd let myself get into. I felt stupid, small and insignificant and like I'd totally fucked up. I'd been manipulated and undermined to the point where I couldn't make decisions because I was so used to being told it was the wrong decision. I was frightened and so low. I had to take control of my life. The only way to do it was unpack it, process it and work on myself. I had three years of weekly therapy, which I paid for. I had two. It was my responsibility and my commitment, which I made because of my son. He was not going to pay the price for my shitty marriage. Seven years down the line, I now view the whole marriage and the marriage breakdown as a blessing. It meant I had to take a cold, hard look at myself, take some accountability. And it has meant that I have learned and grown beyond all measure. Sorry, I've rambled about myself, but for fuck's sake, Helen, grow up. Stop pussyfooting around and get some help for the sake of your boys. P.S. I'm very happy now with my own business, engaged to be married to an incredible silver fox and very happy to shove two fingers up to anyone who feels the need to project their own shit onto me. I don't follow the flock. I do what makes me happy. And my son is incredible, thriving and balanced. Well, that is brilliant. Yeah. I mean, awful, but brilliant. Awful. Yes. The first no, bit, awful. Exactly. The, no, but the hat, hats brilliant. off for, yeah. le for leaving, for, yep. for being so, yeah, incredibly brave. Yes. Yes. And getting help. Yes. Which, which can't be easy. I just thought that the idea of having to turn the archers off because you're oh thinking my God. he might get ideas or this is, this is going to, he's going to wonder what I'm listening to or, you know, he's going to see the link. Oh, horrible. That is chilling. Um, 
I also think it must be very hard because I, I I know somebody who we thought they had a wonderful marriage and they've got beautiful children and but she left him and we all thought oh my god why would you, you know mm. she had everything and he was so and he's so lovely and then later down the line we 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 realized that you know after she 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 literally became a different person mm. her personality went from being really quiet and boring in our eyes to like really you know good fun and yeah. yeah it was just and and clearly we just didn't clock that this gorgeous wonderful person that she was living with mm. was very very controlling yeah and she she is she had a personality transplant and is so much happier now. Wow. I feel so we well, we all felt so bad for not but for also at the very beginning, which I guess you have to go through when you've left that wonderful big house and perfect marriage and all that is like it people must I assume they judge, don't they? And they Yeah. And they probably go like we did, Oh my god, why would you, yeah. you know, like oh it's so selfish and And uh, some and women I, have know, a horrible tendency to blame other women as well. Yeah, no, think, I mean, we've, we, you I know, feel so awful. We yeah. thought he was the good guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. we just, but you don't know what's yeah. going on behind no, closed you doors. Never do. Well, that's what, um, yeah. So, <sighs> you know, so, such, it's a, such a brave thing to do yeah. and to have to go through all the aftermath, of, you know, the sort yeah. of, you know, so actually to get help for, you know, that's amazing, yeah. isn't it? Because yes. how, how else can you possibly get through it? Yes. Well done, lovely listener. Hurrah yeah. to you. Yeah. Um, Sevda wants to say, uh, am I the only person who thought Jack's writing ability for a seven-year-old was absolutely extraordinary? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Come on. I'd forgotten about that. But yes, I thought exactly the same. His drawing's clearly shit, as I couldn't tell the difference between a cat and a dog. But anyway. Um, and Sevda says, I wanted to say I absolutely love turkey. I cook it a few times a year. I have an agar and put it in the simmer oven the night before for 12 hours and then finish it in a hot oven. It's so good, really juicy and doesn't like, taste like chicken. I always feel someone needs to speak up for turkey. <laughs> Get yourself the turkey out of Brundy's world. Well <laughs> done. Thank you, Ben and Matthews. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I just had to let the dog in because he's whining. Sorry, oh, I, I could him hear him. And he's sad. Poor old Cooper. It's because his water's in here and he's, he's thirsty. It's because you've got new friends now you've moved. He doesn't get a look in. Poor old Coops. What'll I do when I'm just singing for the listeners. Bloody hell, the door was actually open. He just wasn't sure oh. whether or not he could could come oh, in. Oh, Cooper. So Does he love his... Is it because he's not sure... He's not really understood the new house? Does he not... Uh, no. He's, he's like, it's like, I've gone to Narnia, but there's no way home. <laughs> there's a lot of doors, and he's not great at doors because he tends to stand at the hinge end worrying. Maybe the Wi-Fi is getting in the way. Yes, uh, yes, that'll be it. Yes. <laughs> Um, he sees it wavering <laughs> do you remember last week we were saying it's about time we had an affair Harriet oh, Lucy I never thought you'd ask <laughs> well you said we're going to split up so we'll have to have an affair first yeah um, uh, Kate Lloyd-Jones said I'm trying to think when the last one was where we knew all three of the triangle before the affair started I think was it, it was 2016 with Adam Charlie oh. Thomas and Ian oh yes and before that 2014 Roy Elizabeth Haley 
Uh, And that was such a good one. That was (laughs) bloody tent. Russ Owen, then Roy standing there pissed outside Lower Loxley going, (laughs) oh, I love the Elizabeth. And she's over the door going, who's making that strange whining noise? Go away. (laughs) Get off my grass. That Uh, was so good. Russ and Lily was later, but seems less juicy as we never knew Mrs. Russ. True. Similarly, Lillian and Justin, we heard from Miranda, but only well oh, yeah. after the affair started. Rob and Helen started as an affair, but Jess wasn't living in Ambridge at the time. Yes. I'm not counting one night stands while a relationship is already broken. Chris, Amy, Alice or Ben, Chelsea, Beth. On a connected oh, point, Amy. I think all indications we've had are that Hannah is probably straight. During her first stint in Ambridge as a student, she took a shine to Chris, but he was already with Alice. And when deflating Jazz's interest, she didn't say her sexuality was a reason it would never happen again. On her return, she had the flatmates with benefits arrangement yeah, with Tom. I remember that. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, we're due one. I think 2016. Yes, well overdue, I say. Who's it going to be? <laughs> I think Joy needs to get together with some... Oh, she was a Mick. Oh, yeah, that's boring. Uh. Maybe she and Kenton could have... No. Uh, Jolene could have an affair. Easily. Well, she's already had one, hasn't she? Who did she have one with? Well, she had... That's how Kenton. she... Kenton? No, with... Yeah. Um, no, it wasn't Kenton. It was with Sid. Oh, of course. Oh, Michelle. God. Back. Oh, of course. How could I possibly forget? Oh. Um, this is from uh, Joanne, who says, I really hope that at some point we get to learn about Rochelle and why she's estranged from her yeah. mother. Yeah. Joy was a superstar this week, as she always yeah. is when there's a crisis, and it's hard to imagine why her daughter appears to have completely severed all ties with her. I'd be thrilled if my mum was half as supportive and full of practical assistance. Sure, Joy can be pretty full on day to day, but there are worse qualities one could have. I agree. I think they might be brewing a, a yes, Rochelle. Yes, because she's meant, she got mentioned today, didn't yeah. she? Yeah, Your daughter's and also you must be such a great mother yeah. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think it's a case of Joy, real, Joy having indulged Rochelle or Joy's husband having indulged Rochelle and Rochelle just being a spoiled prat. Right. Yeah. I think that's probably... And she's going to come and cause trouble. Yes. Yes. And also it's a bit like... um, Do you remember Hazel Woolley and Jack? Yeah. And Jack was always very kind. Well, always appeared to be very kind and nice and lovely. And then she was an absolute witch. And he could never... he, He would never sort of... And he felt guilty about her so he would never see the... The truth in what people were saying about her and all that. Yes. So I think uh, that was a case of overindulgence, wasn't it? I think. Now, uh, right. Oh, hang on. Yes. Okay. This is the last thing about uh, Helen. Uh, Oh, Mike, this is from Claire again. Helen got so lucky this week that Jack made his own decision not to see Rob. I'm absolutely baffled that she'd even consider putting such a young child through the traumatic experience of meeting a man who to him is a perfect stranger in the final stages of terminal cancer. And that's without taking into account that it's Rob. I mean, I just can't cope with it. Helen, for goodness sake, please make some flipping parenting decisions with your kids at the centre of your priorities. Sometimes, if absolutely everyone, except Joy the People Pleaser, is saying something isn't a good idea, then it's reasonable to take that advice on board and just bloody listen. I think that's too, I think it was too hard for her. Yeah. She was in absolute turmoil because yeah. it, it it was like a life and death decision, wasn't yeah. it? Like 
if she doesn't do it, will he never forgive? You know, it was so... I, that's why I felt... That's why I really couldn't believe how amazing a character Helen is this week because you could just feel her ter- inner turmoil. Yeah. And it's not easy, isn't it? Because it, even when everyone's saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, your gut instinct is saying, I sort of think I have to. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such an unusual situation. None of us are ever going, well, hopefully, none of us are ever going to yeah. find ourselves in it. But also, I, because because when Jack could didn't, you know, didn't want to go in, yeah. I, I, I at that point was actually feeling quite sorry for Rob. And I was, I Ooh, thought, oh, God, Helen, God, yeah. just make him go in and yeah. then he should get it over and done with. But then now I'm glad yeah. he didn't because... Yeah. Doesn't but, but, but then... But actually, that was a good point as well, because also it would have been quite upsetting for Jack because seeing someone who's yeah. very, very ill is yeah. not a great image to remember forever, is it? It's no. pretty traumatic for a kid, I think. Yes, absolutely. And you can't, you've got to respect what the child wants. And if the child's saying, no, I absolutely don't want to, I am scared. You can't yeah. just force them through it. No, no, definitely not. Anyway, at least Rob got the card <laughs> yes. eventually. Did you hear they used that? I do that... have an ounce of sympathy. The thing is, it's hard. I do. It's just hard not to have an ounce of sympathy when someone is about to die, isn't it? And mm. It's hard. Did you notice they used the same line again? No. They, what? He a cut right at the start of the Rob coming back. He said something about "Don't turn your back on me." Oh yeah. Then Rob's dad said it. Yeah. To yeah. Alan, don't walk away from me. And then Rob said it to Helen today. Don't, don't, don't turn your back on me. Don't walk oh, away from me. Oh, God. So it's all, it's, it's like this thread of NPD running yeah. through it. Because they hate that. They hate being ignored more than anything. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And that's really the thing, good. isn't it? Her smothering him, all the attention would have been yep. on him. Absolutely. Yeah. Ooh, it's actually really creepy. Yes. Uh, oh, we're in trouble with James Everett. Who says, not a fan of all the pip slander last week. (laughs) Do better, he said. That's all I I have to say. I feel like I was sort of, was I being mean about poor old Pip? I can't remember us being rude about Pip. I think I said I felt sorry for her because she's the, um, you know, when Ruth and it was a bit like Ruth and Stella ganging up on her. Yes. I had a bit of sympathy for her. There we go. See, James, we like her, really. We we do like her. Yes. Bless her. Now, <clears throat> do you remember doses. last week's What's the L? Do you remember? Is that burning? Yes, hang on. Um, why can't I ever, ever remember what it was, Because there's too much in your head. Mostly mints. <laughs> I made a really good chilli. It's for tomorrow night, actually, but it's got just the right amount of spice. I well, think. The, the spice that isn't <laughs> making Rex cry. <laughs> yeah, his eyes, yeah, exactly. His mouth's up blinded fire. him in one eye. Um, <laughs> right, I'm going to play just a yeah. little snippeted poo to remind okay. ourselves. Yeah, go on then. What the hell is happening? What, what the hell is happening here? Well, what's all this about? Well, you'll see in a oh, minute. You are oh, such yeah, I remember already. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the I thought her statuettes had been vandalised in her garden, mm-hmm. something like that. You were wrong. Oh, Obviously. sorry. Hello. Wow, it's like magic. You're playing it. You reckon? Hi. Evening. Hello. I don't know what's happening. It's coming out of this <laughs> thing. Have now, you got the archers in your house for real? Yes, for reals. Wow. Right. 
Okay, so yeah, it wasn't that. Okay, Manda Champagne. Yes, I've got that name. It's just awesome. Says, I believe Linda and Robert are planning a party for the 25th anniversary of living in Ambridge, but unfortunately, some vandals have dyed Linda's llamas pink. <gasps> and she says, Manda Champagne is my real name. Champagne is from my dad, who is from Quebec. My first name is actually legally Manda, not Amanda. I asked my mum why, and she said the name Amanda was just too popular when I was born in the late 80s. I didn't find that explanation very satisfying, but here we are. <laughs> oh, my God. My mouth stayed open for the whole of that. <laughs> I'm stunned. Yeah. What a brilliant name. Manda Champagne. Oh. Well, so actually, to be fair, Manda Champagne, it's, it's better than Amanda Champagne. Yeah. Don't you think? It yes. rolls off the yes. tongue. Yes. You're so lucky. You've literally got the best name in the world. If anyone's got a better name, please write in. But I think I think that's going to be hard to top. We know that we'll have millions of people. <laughs> now, Men. emailing in, claiming to be called Foofy La La and things like that, just to see if we can. The name is Also, presumably, her is she is she from Quebec? Her father and is. So she's therefore, Quebec. does she have a French accent, which would be... Champagne. Mont de Champagne or something. <laughs> that sounds racist. I don't think so, is it? Mm. Should we have an affair? Yeah, all right then. <laughs> okay. um, I'm too far away now. You should have said it when I was there, for <laughs> God's sake. Like, I know. It would never work. <laughs> no, no. Um, we just <laughs> ignore each other. <laughs> we just forget. <laughs> We just we, out of sight, out of mind. We, we, we just forget. <laughs> so sad about everything. <laughs> as soon as this laptop screen goes down, <laughs> la 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 la. Lucy, who? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Catherine Rowe Jones says mm. she thinks she knows what comes next. Linda okay. is horrified to find her llama seriously ill. Alistair oh. attends to treat them. Wolfgang succumbs to disease while Costanza slowly recovers. <laughs> so. London calling. <laughs> Which okay. one do you think it was? I think the pink one sounds more likely because it's so Silly. strange. Yes, and you are correct. Yes. Uh, it was exactly that. Garden party to celebrate 25 years in Ambridge. Um, Wolfgang, Constanza and Salieri had bright pink squiggles painted onto them it washed out they were only a light shade of pink uh, sadly for Linda she'd never found out who did it oh that's joyful though isn't it <laughs> good old Arch is at its best um, and oh Vicky Cole said we, you were talking last week about what he spent the, what Alan spent the church money on yes she said I think that the money the church gets from collections, donations and fundraising has to go towards its parish share, which goes to the diocese to pay for the clergy, salaries and housing, among other things. Other people will know more about this than I do. Oh, right. So, so he's basically collecting for his salary, poor thing. Yeah. Or, or you, as, it's uh, like a sort of uh, like a franchise. Yeah. You have to give them a certain amount back. Yeah, maybe. Commission. Anyway, um, come along, resident vicar, Julie Bacon. Yes, please. You Julie. need to tell us the inside tea on the clergy. What do the, what do the coffers go on? Yes. Uh, right. This is this week's 
Oh, hang on. Ellen Hughes. This is cool. She just got this one under the wire. It literally just popped up while I was talking. Um, <laughs> God, it's five to nine on a Friday night. <laughs> Ellen says, what a week. I missed a big chunk of storylines during my Archer's Wilderness years during COVID, so I hadn't twigged till the other week that Kate and Yakob were a couple. But I think even if I'd listened to every episode twice, I still wouldn't really know what was going on with them. Don't they always have the chemistry of a pair of rocks? Ooh, you didn't think so, did you? I also wanted to offer a defence of Jazza following his computer tantrum last week. Yes, he was a bit of a baby about it, but he was clearly not interested in the job from the beginning and no one took his concern seriously. It's automatically assuming that he must want to be a manager. Intensive pig units like Barrow are extremely data heavy, so the difference in his day-to-day job would be substantial, so it doesn't seem unreasonable for him to want to stick with the work where both his skills and passions lie. Finally, go Helen. I so hope this is the start of the quiet calm she's due. I found Thursday's episode deeply uncomfortable listening, so I was dreading Friday, but the writing and acting was incredible. Making the focus on Helen's emotional journey rather than some dramatic action of Rob's, I too yes. was convinced he would try to kidnap Jack, was a fitting end to a pretty remarkable storyline. Yes. Well done, the archers. The ferrets are forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's what we said before we started this, didn't we? we it, it was great because it wasn't yes. OTT. It wasn't yeah. me. It was... Nobody fired through the dairy window. Nobody no, escaped. Sadly. Miles didn't turn up on a motorbike and drive off with Jack or, you know. I was wondering how they recorded that, that those those scenes, actually. I was thinking maybe they did, they make Rob lie down or sit in a chair far away. Mm. There was such a great atmosphere. Yeah. You could you'd really imagine him. He was such, he was very good at doing ill, wasn't he? I, I don't know what you thought, but... Horatia said, because we were talking mm. about it just before oh, yeah. we came, she said that she thought there was an undercurrent of eerie sexuality. <gasps> really? Which I thought was absolutely spot on. There was a real kind of palpable sense of power and who's got the power and him goading her yes. and her. There was an element of that was she was all, it was quite, strict because she was reining herself in so hard it all became quite kind of well there was a lot of come closer yeah wasn't there? yeah and it, and it was all in the dark yeah and all of that yeah well it just made everything very uncomfortable yeah didn't it? and very, very sinister intense, very and then when they when they did the sound effect of the pillow yeah Ba, 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 ba. Yeah. But obviously, because I was frying mints and there was a washing machine <laughs> <in> child, <laughs> the sexual chemistry just was lost on me, sadly. Can you imagine if you're like the Archer's cast or the Archer's writer and you've sweated blood over this and then you think, why am I, people are frying mints. Why am I bothering? Really? What was point? <laughs> But that's why The Archers is so powerful as compared to a TV show because you can do you can yes. do three things at once and have this incredible story playing yeah. through your head. Even um, if the sound effects aren't heard all the time because of real sound effects in the house. Uh, so this is this week's What the Hell is Happening. Ready? Yep. yep. You reckon? Aye. Even in Ambridge, the agenda's moved on. Oh, really? Of course. There's a hot new couple to talk about. Who have you pulled now? Oh, me. The scandal's doing at Woodbine. Woodbine Cottage? Aye. There's a note yesterday. Wants an extra pint. Well, I had to ring for the money anyhow. So Christine Barford comes to the door, all your dither. Dressing gown buttoned up rang. Jazza. Yeah, good honour, I say. 
Just shows you never too old to get some action. Jazza, do you mind? This is my great aunt you're talking about. I know, and she's got to sell a bloke. What? But, but, remember when he was horny Jazza? Or he was yes. always having sex with everyone he delivered yes. milk to? It was like Robin's <laughs> Nest or something, wasn't it? Some 70s soft porn thing. <laughs> I don't remember Christine having a bloke. It can't be a bloke, can it? It must be somebody that's moved in with... So she was. that was before she was living with Peggy. Oh, before she lost her, before she lost her money. Yeah. Because she moved in with Peggy and then she went into the laurels, didn't she? Unless it was Matt Crawford going and buttering her up in her dressing gown. Mm, I don't remember. don't remember. I mean, I remember those Jazza Bantz milkman scenes, but yeah. I don't remember. Christine. Don't know what that is. Ooh, Who Shinishka. could she have had staying with her that, that shouldn't, somebody that shouldn't have been in the village or somebody that was hiding yeah. or... The only thing I can think of is Clive Horobin and he wasn't staying with her. No, or what was Kirsty's? Do you remember when everything was all about Kirsty's husband? What was his name again? Philip Moss. Philip Moss, yeah. <laughs> he was hiding in there. <laughs> Funny, isn't it, how Poor major, major stories. Yeah, exactly, but <laughs> ma- stories that are so major at yeah. the time. Do you ever think like... in 10 years' time we'll be going... <laughs> What was his name? Titcher? Yes, Rob? Yes. Titch? Titchy Knob. Titchy Knob. But that wasn't no. it, was it? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <coughs> I don't know. I cannot wait to be enlightened. Mm. Now. Oh, it started again. Oh. Can, you, can you hear it when it does that? I can, but I can hear it because it's in the background. Okay. It must be, is it playing out of your it. computer? Just, I don't know what it's doing. It's got, it's, this thing is possessed, I tell you. It's a bloody world of its, it's got a mind of its own. It's like, like you're in that, yeah. like you're in that scary Radio Four thing, uncanny. Ooh. Oh, about the clock. No, the I haven't telephone. listened. It's too scary. I can't listen. Oh, I, <laughs> I just right. there's no way I can listen to that. <coughs> Competition time. Competition. Our question was: What would you like to be built on the land at Grange Farm? Yes, good question. And this week, we have a first and a second, so we have a gold and a silver. Ooh. And the silver doesn't get nothing. Oh. But the gold does get a thing. Ooh. So the gold is... Hillary! Wow! Who said, I have settled on an arts venue. Ambridge <laughs> is full of thespians and generally creative folk. It would be a crime not to have a venue for Linda to perform the vagina monologues, Jazza <laughs> oh, to sing bothy ballads, and the Grundies, now homeless, rebranded as a low-budget Von Trapps. Kenton <laughs> could cash in on his torrid gazebo and pass it off as modern art. Will could have an exhibition of his phallic ceramics, and it would be the perfect place for Fallon's bohemian cafe and outrageously expensive upcycling <laughs> finally the art center could have its own recording studio so the cast can all live and work in ambridge cutting down on costs so we can have more multicast episodes oh brilliant well done Hillary. alan wouldn't be pleased though would he, he? Would not. <laughs> hey hey i've got the crochet circle oh no you've got it now <laughs> Damn it, that's 15 quid a week. I'm not getting back. Um, That's brilliant, Hilary. And uh, second silver award goes to Ben, who said uh, if he was Martin Gibson, he would use the Grange Farm land to make a monument to himself. As such, it would be the Gibson University for Future Farming or Guff. (laughs) So, Hilary. George would definitely sign up. Georgie. Uh, Hilary, you have won a selection of very, very posh hair stuff uh, from Inanch, 
So you need to uh, message me, however you feel like, uh, and tell me your address and mobile number. And uh, Inanch, lovely Cassie, uh, the PR for Inanch, will uh, send over all your her stuff. Oh, how lovely, Lucy. Glamorous. Oh, it's so exciting. I'm sort of getting excited just thinking about, you know, it's like, it's lovely when you know there's a parcel coming. Yes. <laughs> and it's getting all Christmassy as well. Um, now, this week's question is, this is a bit grim, so oh, yeah. sorry. Chaps. Okay. <laughs> if you wanted to kill someone in Ambridge, oh, God. who would it be and how would you do it? How lovely. Yes. What a lovely thing to mull over during the weekend. <laughs> I spend a lot of time thinking about people I'd like to kill and how I'd do it, to be honest. But anyway. Um, so yes. The, the questions are always sort of based on your mood at the time. They are. They? <laughs> Clearly a bit shirty today. Um, so if you wanted to oh kill someone God. in Ambridge, who would it be and how would you do it? Can you go dark? Well, you could. it's quite it's difficult to think of a, of a flippant way of... of no, obviously it is intended to be flippant. Um, <laughs> yes, and you can't okay. say pillows or custard because that's been done by Helen <laughs> twice, obviously. And what you win is... Do you remember Babington Blends tea? Yes, it was really nice. It was gorgeous. And, they, and those, those beautiful tins. tins oh, yeah, I really, love that. really gorgeous tins, which also, I have kept for various things. I have to say, also great gifts. Yes, so you can win. It's called speciality, uh, sort of um, gift pack from nice. Babington Blends worth fifty oh, quid nice. of very posh tea. So again, excellent gifting and also excellent, excellent squirreling away just for yourself. Because and why excellent not? tea, I seem to and remember. Really excellent tea. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and just lovely. I just love the oh, little tin thing. Me too, Lucy. Oh, do you know what? I'm so, this is how, how good life gets these days. I get a little bit excited when I realise I've got more than, um, you know, more than builders in the house. If I suddenly, because if I'm making a tin, usually I've just got builders. And then this week, Lucy, I bought <laughs> such a saddo. I bought some Lady Grey. Oh, do you like that? And, oh, Obviously you it. do. And I remembered that I had it and I was so excited. <laughs> I thought, oh, another flavour of tea. Oh. I remember, oh. to, I, Jeff and I were talking about this the other day. I was talking, uh, I was reading a piece by Olivia Coleman. Oh, yeah. And they said to her, what are your luxuries? And she just sort of looked a bit blank and said... <laughs> I get really excited about really, really small, cheap things. I don't, I'm not very good at big, you know, I haven't got like a mulberry handbag or, you know, designer, yeah. whatever. And she said, and they said, well, you know, could you try and, it was for one of the glossy magazines, you know, they sort of said, well, could, could you try and have a bit of a think? Because obviously <laughs> you just ruined content. our article. <laughs> yeah. And um, she ended up saying a cup of tea because she said, <laughs> you can, it doesn't make you fat. It's cheap. <laughs> It's always there. You can it's have it whenever there. you want. It doesn't make you drunk. Oh, it's just yes. lovely. Oh, it's the best thing in and life. And then she said also, sleep. She said, having <laughs> oh, a yeah. nap. And she said, I get so excited about being able to just go to bed and have a lovely sleep. It seems so nice. It's amazing no one's charging us for it, you know. That is the that is mm. the ultimate luxury. Yeah. Getting as getting as much sleep as you would like. Yes. Because that never happens. No. All week I've been thinking, oh my, if only I could get eight hours sleep tonight, then 
but it just doesn't happen during a busy week, does yeah, it? No. But that and maybe that's why they go hand in hand, don't they? Really? Yeah. Tea and anyway. Tea and oh, a nice oh, I lo- I, yeah. Good old Olivia Colman. I know she's just great. Oh, love her, Lucy. Yes, me too. <laughs> when we go on the telly with our podcast, we have an affair with she... her as well. <laughs> I love that. So I think we'd all get on so well. Yes. Yes. Because we'd all have tea. And I could have. That'd be quite boring for everybody to watch, wouldn't it? Us lying there with our mouths half it's open. It's not and how dribbled. successful affairs no. work, is it? <laughs> not really, no. But we wouldn't. We wouldn't make anyone else sad by doing it. <laughs> we wouldn't break anyone's hearts. <laughs> we could get David along with his gin. Yes, that would be fun. Yes, let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Liven things up a bit. <laughs> oh. Talking about livening things up, we are now oh, yeah. crossing over to yeah. the stables uh, to find out about their new ideas for the horses. Hello, I'm too scared to come any closer without chaperone. Help! Fabrice, darling, what are you doing here? I am here to offer support for your bothers. My what, darling? Oh, you mean that horse that was so anti the fireworks? Yes, someone rang Radio Borsichir and said you were cruel to the horse. Oh, that was Harry Houdini or whatever his name was. That's all been sorted out. But now you're here, you can have the tour and tell all your listeners how responsible we are. Yes, that's what I thought. I can go and... Ah! Is that one? Looking over the stable door? Yes, darling, that's a horse. Oh, wait, it might be Auntie Cardboard. No, it's a horse. I was right the first time. It is huge, like giant mental dinosaur. That's Aziz, darling. One of my two. Sometimes I forget I own them, so it comes as a bit of a shock when the bill comes in. And then I ride absolutely everywhere, waving at people to make a point. And then I forget again for a bit. It depends how we're doing for coconuts, really. Would you like to say hello? No, thank you. I'll just wave from here. Hello, Isis. Come on, Aziz. Let's come and say hello to Febreze. Oh, my God. Look at leg. Like an ostrich in shoes. Is it a boy or a... Oh, oh it is a boy. Assuming horse have four legs. You can give him a pat or a polo. Here you go, boy. <laughs> they like mints. So do I, and they don't make me foam at mouth like him. It is disgust. But even though disgust, you look after these horse very well, I think. Darling, pampered isn't the word. They begin the day with a smoothie in the newspapers. Then it's a quick breath of fresh air before coffee and croissants. We take their order for lunch before they have a brief saunter around the field. Or if someone makes a loud noise, a very fast gallop straight into the pointy bit of a fence post. Yes, I did not understand why they were in field if there were a firework going whoosh, 
Ooh, ah, close to them. Well, they hate to miss out, you see. They can't bear being shut in when they can hear everyone else eating half-cooked jacket potatoes and drinking Jolene's cocktails. Oh, yes, the flaming hedgehogs. I had one. I went blind in one eye and thought I was Jeremy Paxman. Now, is there anything else I can show you to reassure you about their welfare? The hydrotherapy pool, the heated rugs, the organic hay. We're thinking about getting Lee in to do some equine massage. Jakob gives them a thorough physical exam. And, of course, Chris Carter pops in regularly to check on their shoes. I see. Lee, Jakob and Chris Carter. How much do it cost and when could I move in? Thank you very much, Breeze and Lillian. Now... Pleasure, darling. (laughs) (laughs) Always losing her voice. Do you think uh, you could have a bash at uh, A, Stella? So hard. Is it? I'll have a bash. Just write really, really short lines. (laughs) Yes. No monologue. (laughs) She's hard because she's very normal. Yeah. But, you know, she's got a bit of... Tricky. Slightly estuary-ish. Slightly. And a bit of of creak as well. Yes. But, you know, that's hard because it's hard to make it... Yeah. Yeah. I'll put it in. Put like three... Do three lines. Don't don't make it long. (laughs) No, you've been so enthusiastic about it, Harriet. I'll, I'll just can I just will it make a difference if I change the character at the last minute <laughs> it was why is she talking to between... Elizabeth like that <laughs> I could do Hannah yes she's, okay she's cool. a bit easier but you can yeah. put but give Stella like two lines okay no it's fine <laughs> okay. fine fine I'll just do Hannah. I'll I'll go I'll, I'll have a look at I'll have a look at her okay. I'll have a listen um, and now, as is always fitting on these occasions, we're going out with a um, uh, uh, a, a, a Matt's uh, funeral tribute. And when there's a death, we go out with a funeral tribute. So this one ought to be accompanied by kazoos and trumpets and yes. people shouting huzzah and throwing their hats in the air. But um, as it is, we're just going to have to... Uh, settle <laughs> with the with the respectful one, which is a bit disappointing. But there we are. <laughs> what a way to go out on a Friday night! Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Thank you very much, Matt. Time for a cup of tea. <laughs> Bye. Bye bye. Oh, Lucy. Yes. Yes. What? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, that was so professional. <laughs> <laughs> Will that play in the first <laughs> note? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So it's really unimportant. Oh, just I stop just the funeral stop. march. I'm Sorry. here in my black crepe with my with my hat on my heart. <laughs> She's going to say thanks. Thanks for listening. <laughs> no, I was going to say, can I just say thanks for everyone who writes reviews? Oh, yes. Because everybody else like posts and posts about it and says thank you and everything like that and we're we're less good at doing the social stuff but just so just just so you know thank you very much and we really appreciate it yes. and don't stop thank no. you <laughs> <laughs>
Just because we're ungrateful, don't stop doing it. It is very appreciated. Yeah, it is. Anyway, sorry, you can carry on with your funeral. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Rest in peace, everybody. (laughs)